0: Morning's uh, sermon text from John's Gospel, chapter sixteen, verses twelve through fifteen. It will be on the screen. Uh, you may find it in the Bibles. Jesus is speaking toward the end of his earthly pilgrimage here before his crucifixion, and he wants to impart to the disciples as much as he can on this last evening. He says, "I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth comes." He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, for this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the ways that we know that Jesus was a really good teacher is that he had this sense and this way of knowing when his disciples, his pupils, couldn't hold anymore, when they had maxed out. Uh, It might have been uh, after a half hour or an hour or so, uh, especially if they were full. Uh, It might have been after a week of teaching, it might have been after a year, and certainly after three years, Jesus had this, this sense, this way of knowing, that really the disciples couldn't hold anymore. Interestingly enough, in this, in this teaching from John, this, John quotes Jesus as saying on the last night before his crucifixion, I have a lot of things I want to tell you, but you can't carry them right now. And so what Jesus did was he very wisely started planting seeds of truth, knowing that later the Holy Spirit would come along and water them and bring sunlight upon them and that they would flower and blossom and they would be called to mind. And that's basically what we have uh, in the New Testament today. The apostles, the witnesses to Jesus, writing down the things that now they understand after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, that they could not understand before. It's as if, to change the metaphor, uh, God plants inside us, when we become believers, uh, a time-release capsule, and that the Holy Spirit, at appropriate times, when we're ready for it, when we can hold it, begins to open up truth to us that we've not understood before. Jesus said, I have many things to tell you. You can't hold it right now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Powerful teaching. And I've turned this this verse, this theme around so many different directions and and I've come in my own heart to understand so many different applications for it. I want to suggest just a few. And the first is a pretty obvious one. It, It simply is... This really helps us understand how followers of Jesus should relate to the Bible, what the Bible is for, what the Bible is intended for uh, with each of us. Have you ever had the experience of uh, reading something in Scripture and all of a sudden because of something you're going through, some question you have, some blessing you've just experienced or some challenge, all of a sudden this verse just pops out at you and it's like it was written just for you, as if it were just put in the Bible and it just really hits you right between the eyes. You ever had that experience? It happens. Now, what really happened there, it's not that somebody snuck in your house and cut that page out of your Bible or deleted it from your uh, phone Bible app, uh, and it was, it was not there all those years, and then the night before you needed it, they snuck back in your house and they put the page back in. It's always been there. But we didn't have eyes to see it. There was no point of readiness for us to hear it, or at least to hear it in a new way that, that we need to absorb. It, it happens. It happens to us. And that, I believe, is exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said, you can't hold this now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to help this germinate and blossom into something that's really going to guide you into truth. Because you need it. That's why I'm a big believer in followers of Jesus staying current in our faith, followers of Jesus remaining curious about Bible truth. I have a real concern about people who basically take the posture, I read the Bible once, Uh, I, I studied it when I was a kid, don't really need it anymore, I know all the stories, don't need to hear the stories again, because every time we hear a story, or a truth from Scripture, there's a new way of hearing and experiencing that truth, and we need to remain curious about that truth. See, my problem is that a lot of followers of Jesus who've uh, hung around the Bible a long time read the Bible with commitment, but they don't read it with curiosity. I'm committed to Scripture, it's the truth of God, but we never let any new truth break through with fresh application. Now, when we read the Bible with commitment and no curiosity, that's, that's very deadening. It has a deadening effect on our walk with the Lord. The opposite is a problem, too. If you don't have a commitment to Christ and the truth of Scripture, and you only read it with curiosity, that's not deadening, that's dangerous. Because you sort of wander off wherever your imagination wants to go, and you make the Bible say whatever you want it to say. But put together, when we read the Bible with commitment and curiosity, then we hear Jesus saying, The Spirit of truth, when He comes, will guide you into all the truth if your heart is open, if you are curious, and if you are committed. I love this quote by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, a great preacher uh, of the 19th century in Great Britain. Nobody ever outgrows Scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. Isn't that a great truth? Nobody ever outgrows Scripture. How arrogant for us to say that we don't need God's truth in a fresh application to our new situations. We all need it. And I want to say something now that I do not want to come across as condescending or as judgmental or as unkind. But I really feel sorry for followers of Jesus who've stopped engaging Scripture And don't believe that anything fresh can come to the heart from it. Really feel sorry for what you're missing, if that's you. Because there is fresh truth there. I want you to think about a second application of this marvelous truth. When Jesus said, I have many things to teach you, you can't hold them now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. It is a little bit of what Anne referred to in the children's time, how this truth helps us understand more and better discovering God's will and moving on in our faith formation. Discovering God's will and moving on in faith formation. Now, there are a lot of people out there who think that God's will is some kind of ironclad rat maze, And if you make one wrong turn, you're just sunk. I don't believe God's will works that way. Think of the difference between uh, an old-fashioned fold-out road map uh, that we still, some of us, keep in the glove box of our automobiles. You used to pull over the side of the road. I hope you pulled over the side of the road and you got the map out and you tried to look at it. You know, it doesn't really say anything new to you. It just, it's there, that's all there is. Contrast that with the apps on our phone and the apps uh, embedded in many of our automobiles uh, based on GPS, global positioning system, and the difference that they make in the way that we find directions. Now, husbands don't have to stop and ask directions. You can just get out your GPS coordinates. And, and think about how, you know, a paper map just, it's there, and you see where you need to go, but think about how any kind of electronic device gives it to you step by step. If you want to go from here to Kansas City, well, you get on 63 and you go north, and then you get on I-70 and you go west, and, and if you're going to a neighborhood, uh, you go, uh, you go a half of a mile, and you turn right, and 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 on and on every step of the way. That's the way God's will works, just step by step, bit by bit, piece by piece. And the other thing that a that a paper map will not do that that the GPS systems will do is if you make a wrong turn. Why have you made a wrong turn? What's so funny? If you make a wrong turn, then you'll hear a little voice saying, recalibrating, or turn around, stupid, or whatever, make a U-turn. But it gives you another chance. It isn't done with you. It doesn't shut down and quit when you make a wrong turn. And it always starts with you where you are, not where you should be. Isn't that just like God? And that's how God works with us. Jesus said, there's so much you can't carry right now. I'm not going to give you the whole trip. You'd freak out. I'm not going to give you the whole load. I'm going to give you step by step by step, and I'm going to lead you if you'll follow. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. heard a story about a missionary who was trying to get to a remote village, and he hired a local guide And the missionary was following the guide as the the guide took a machete and was cutting through the thicket. Finally, the missionary was exasperated and he said, this can't be the way. There's no path. And the guide turned around and smiled at him and he said, out here I am the way. I am the way. Just follow me. There's no path. Just follow me. We're going to make a path. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Did you know that our faith The faith of following Jesus was called the way long before it was called Christianity. Believers, the earliest believers after the resurrection, were not called Christians, first of all. We were called followers of the way, the way, capital T, capital W, the way. Because it's a path, it's a journey, it's a way of moving with Jesus' leading. And our journey grows out of our relationship with Christ. And our relationship with Christ grows out of our journey. Aren't those both true? That our relationship with Christ grows out of the journey and the journey grows out of our relationship with Christ so that the Spirit will supply what we need when we need it. doesn't give it to us ahead of time. The Spirit will give us what we need when we need it. And think about how that works In faith formation, think about how even people who are here this morning who have not yet stepped into the Christian faith, maybe you have not ever given your life to Christ, invited him into your life to forgive your sins because you're deep down afraid that you can't live up to it. You've seen so many hypocrites. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I'd like to be a Christian, but I'm afraid I'll make a mistake or I wouldn't know what to do. This verse is for you. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will be in you to help you when you stumble. And if you make a wrong turn, he will help you recalibrate. He will be in you to guide you into truth. He won't forsake you. He will start with you where you are. You can trust him. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And think about this truth in faith formation as we go on in our Christian journey, those times in your life when you feel empty, as if your life has no meaning, the Holy Spirit comes and fills your life with light and a sense of purpose. Think about those times when you have faced moral crossroads and a decision about right or wrong. And somehow at the last possible moment, there is this surge of a desire that's awakened in you to do the right thing. There is this energy comes uh, that comes to you that, that refuses to take the wrong path. Think about the times in your life when uh, you know God's calling you out to something new and different, but it's frightening and you can hear the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear, yes, yes you can, you can do this the spirit of truth guiding into all truth. Think about the times in your life when you're a little bit discouraged and you'd really like to know how your little bit of Christian service fits into the great big plan that God has for the cosmos. And you'd like just some insight into how your little bitty contribution is meaningful and a part of the whole. And the Holy Spirit comes because didn't Jesus say he will show you things to come? The Holy Spirit has a relationship with the future. The Holy Spirit has a relationship with the future and can hook us into that and give us that assurance. I'd like you to also consider that this verse has amazing application for churches. Because remember that this word, this gospel word, does not just come to individual believers living in isolation, but the gospel word is for the church, for the gathered body. And Jesus was speaking to his gathered small body right before he died. Think about this truth to a church seeking to find God's will and God's way, new applications of the gospel, new ways to live the faith. Think about how the Spirit guides us. I want to show you our church's mission statement. Uh, I realize most of you have it memorized. I don't really need to put it on the screen. But uh, let's pretend like the new people here need to get acquainted with this mission statement. In fact, let's just say it aloud together. And if you haven't memorized, you can close your eyes, all right? Let's say it aloud. We welcome warmly, grow faithfully, and serve generously leading people into life-giving relationships with Christ and others. That's our church's mission. Now, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to reflect on that. I want you to pick out a particular phrase. Don't try to do it all, but pick out a particular phrase. Is there any part of that mission statement that we can do without the Holy Spirit's guidance. Is there any piece of that, that we can do in our own strength, that we can accomplish in our own energy, without the Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth, fresh applications to old truth, in new situations in the 21st century, in Jefferson City, Missouri? We need the Holy Spirit. Eugene Peterson uh, makes this great point Uh, in one of his books, he says, you know, followers of Jesus finally come into the faith when we understand it's not what we do for God, uh, it's what God does for us in Christ. We can't save ourselves. He says we finally get that, and that's when we become believers, followers of Jesus, when we accept his gift, what we can't do for ourselves. And then Peterson says something changes when we get into a church we get organized with other people and we suddenly think, we suddenly think that now we can do for god instead of god doing for us and when we organize as a church we turn to god and say thanks for your help god we've got it from here now once in a while when we're doing strategic planning we check in with god to make sure we're on track but basically we say got this god go help somebody else we we're really great at organizing But Peterson reminds us, just like when we come into the faith, the church needs to constantly remember, it's not what we do for God, it's what God does for us. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit comes to guide us into truth at every level of our existence. And the question is, are we going to trust and are we going to follow? Are we going to trust and are we going to follow? Let's bow our heads together. Let's pray. I want to invite you to pray if you have never asked Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior and you've been thinking about that and you've been at a point of readiness but you're just sort of paralyzed by fear would you let go of that this morning and would you just be willing to hear God's promise of the guide coming to lead you each step of the way and would you just say God I need you I'm a sinner. I turn from that. Jesus, come into my life. I trust you and I'll follow you. There's nothing mechanical or rote about becoming a Christian, but we have to mean it from our hearts. If that's the prayer you've prayed, I'd love to visit with you today during this response time or later today or this week. You can text or email me. And we want to help you grow in your faith. And if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus, is there some touch of the Spirit this morning where God is calling you to follow more faithfully and to imagine more faithfully with curiosity what new truth He has for you? Gracious God, open our hearts to the deep work of Your Spirit. Through Christ we pray. Amen.